Hello and welcome to another episode of the Desi EM Project. I'm Ankur and today I'll be talking about nutrition, uh, one of my favorite topics. So I've been on a carnivore diet since a month now and that includes only animal foods, milk, raw unprocessed honey and fruits and I feel fantastic. It's been absolutely wonderful. A lot of my dietary issues, gastritis, acidity, heartburn, they've just disappeared into thin air. You know, I do have my protein bars from the Whole Truth Foods and my unflavored whey protein uh, from Muscle Blaze also. And I prefer to add a little bit of cold-pressed cacao powder to it. But this is what I've been on uh, for the past one month. And it's been fantastic. I'm sure a lot of people out there who are probably vegetarians and vegan will be thinking how I'm pooping. I'm telling you, uh, no problems there. Now, if you, if, if you talk about uh digestive issues you should know there are a lot of vegetables and a lot of other foods which our bodies cannot digest be it a lot of fibers like rice wheat vegetables a lot of vegetables lentils processed foods you know yes you do need a little bit of fibers because they're uh, pro prebiotics for your probiotics so i mean for your gut health but you need to have it only in limits because there is no nutrition in them corn spinach cabbages tomatoes peas they don't get digested you poop them out seeds like chia sesame flax sunflower often go undigested and most people poop them out they also have phytic acid remember that which interferes with absorption of minerals so yeah i don't recommend anybody having these seeds and it's very difficult to break down even bell peppers and their skins and capsicums a lot of people love their capsicums so do i but I haven't had it in a while and I'm not missing it. How many people do you know who have bloating and acidity after having lentils and beans? If they're so good for you, why do you feel so bloated after them? It's because they don't want to be eaten. It's because you don't need to have them. They have a lot of carbohydrate content in them. You know, I know a lot of people who have such issues, which includes my wife and I, <laughs> but I've never had issues with animal meat. A lot of people think that flax is a very good source of nutrition, especially proteins. Now, I don't know how many of you know this or not, but one tablespoon of flax has only about 1.3 grams of protein. And trust me, these are not very bioavailable. So how many tablespoons are you going to have in a day? An average person of about 60 kgs requires about one gram of proteins per kg. That's 60 grams of protein. And this is for somebody who's sedentary. So to get that from flax, you'll need about 50 tablespoons of flax seeds to be eaten every day. If you have a sedentary lifestyle, if you're working out, if you're active, you need double the amount. Are you seriously telling me you're going to have 100, gram, uh, 100 tablespoons of flax every day? And these are this is what people call uh, quote unquote plant based proteins, which are actually nonsense. They're not bioavailable and you, you will never get good quality essential amino acids from any plant based proteins. And you compare that to animal foods, you know, 100 grams of fish has 22 grams of protein. 100 grams of beef would have 26 grams of uh, protein, uh, 25 grams from lamb, 25 grams from mutton, 26 grams from chicken. And most of it is bioavailable and you will never have digestive issues. Also, if you look at the dentition pattern, we guys, humans are carnivores. We have our incisors and canines right in front and our molars right at the back so we can tear meat. Right. So a lot of vegetarians and vegans, they, you know, they they have a propaganda that, uh, you know, they have the moral high ground that they don't 
kill anything living that's utter nonsense plants are living beings too they can hear they can adapt they provide oxygen for you right so uh this is an interesting one so the, the, there were some scientists in uh, the university of missouri and they were wondering whether plants would respond to the sound of insects feeding so they ran a couple of experiments they placed few caterpillars on on a plant it's a small flowering plant called arabidopsis uh, which is related to cabbage and mustard now using a laser and a tiny piece of reflective material on the leaf of the plant they were able to measure the movement of the leaf in response to the chewing caterpillar they then played those recordings of the caterpillar feeding vibrations to one set of these plants but played back only silence to another set of plants when the caterpillars later fed on both the sets of plants the, the researchers found that the plants previously exposed to the feeding vibrations produced more mustard oils as a defense and there was a chemical that is unappealing to many caterpillars so the plants did not want to be eaten how many times have you gone to a jungle and seen plants all around you and if you're hungry are you going to go pick up any leaf or any uh, any, any plant based uh, uh trees or anything else that you see that you don't know of and eat it no because we know there are so many plants which produce these defense chemicals which can poison us right but you can probably go after an animal and have that when you're hungry in a jungle right so this is one of the experiments that they've done there are many more experiments which have which have shown that plants can hear themselves being eaten and other plants adapt to that and they produce defense chemicals so yes if you want to look at the moral high ground i don't think vegetarians are you know uh, too high uh, as compared to non vegetarians so the plants are killed too and to grow such humongous amounts of grains and crops and plants one kills a lot of rodents insects rabbits so no no food is bloodless and remember we are the apex predators in this ecosystem but i'm not for factory fed animals sustainable agriculture and regenerative agriculture is what we need and it was what was done for many many years till the industrial revolution took place and food became an industry get your grass fed meats promote them it's good for you and the environment and the animals are not stressed when they're culled later uh, studies have shown that if you check the fasting cortisol levels of animals which have been pasture grazed versus which have been factory fed the cortisol levels in the factory fed animals are very very high so they're stressed but if you look at the cortisol levels of uh, the animals who are grass fed grass finished pasture raised wild grazed they hardly have any cortisols so yeah go for your grass fed meats now if you and i mean if you look at all the types of diets you have to decide how much nutrition you want you all know how much you need but how much do you want i've mentioned in previous episodes and in this one also right that most bioavailable micro and micronutrients are found in animal foods and will never be found in a plant based diet then i've heard a lot of people talk about water consumption by animals i'll give you a reality check red meat animals consume about 94% green water which is basically rainfall and the moisture from the feeds that they eat and only 3% is blue water which is from groundwater for drinking which would be about 280 gallons per pound only compare that to one walnut a walnut needs 5 gallons of water one almond needs 1 gallon of water each to be grown a pound of rice takes about 450 gallons of water so 
vegetables grains nuts require way more water than what animals need and don't worry about your cholesterol levels i know a lot of people will be thinking you know why red meat why meats it increases your saturated i mean it it increases your intake of saturated fats increases your cholesterol levels but sat fats are important for you all of your hormones are made of cholesterol they've been wrongly vilified for many many years so now <clears throat> the journal of the american medical association has come out with an expose where it was been shown that howard scientists were paid off by the sugar industry to wrongly give results stating that sat fats or saturated fats were causing heart diseases instead of the sugars in the processed foods why because the processed food industry is massively loaded they have the money uh, i don't know if you know this or not but uh, i think a school in the us wanted to shut down uh, giving coca cola during meals uh, in schools and uh, coke flew out five executives to that state and within about a few hours this order was revoked that's how strong the processed food industry is now as long as your hdl is good and your triglycerides which by the way is regulated by your sugar, sugar intake if your triglycerides are normal you should be good i've had statins too for about 5 or 6 months had some side effects and i stopped my ldl is back a little on the higher side but so are my hdls and my triglycerides are normal and that that's a good thing that that is actually a good thing don't worry about your ldl levels the framingham study which a lot of people quote showed that hdl was cardioprotective and this everybody has heard of but it also showed that if hdls are low it doesn't matter if your ldl is low or normal or high you are more susceptible to a heart disease so it's the hdl levels not ldl if your hdl level is low and your ldl is high you will still get a heart disease if your ldl level is high and your hdl levels are high uh, uh you it it will still be cardioprotective for you as long as you're insulin sensitive and all of this depends on your diet and your nutrition i am super sen- super sensitive to insulin uh my fasting insulins are low uh this takes me to another point i've been experimenting with the ultra human uh continuous blood glucose monitoring and i found out that when i was on this diet my baseline average glucose is only about 70 to 80 mg per deciliter and yes i've had some spikes with some bears that too in the normal ranges but because of my diet which is mainly animal based like i've already mentioned my sugars was super stable uh i even had fruits i had lychees i had uh, muskmelons i had watermelons i had mangoes i had banana milkshakes i had honeys no sugar spikes because first all of them are organic no pesticides no insecticides and uh, they they're all since since i'm an active person i i tend to exercise about 6 days a week the sugar the energy from the sugars is immediately burnt off uh if that's not incentive enough you know i know a few people who've had who've been having autoimmune issues for a long time uh my ex girlfriend from college she's been battling with rheumatoid arthritis and uh she went into an elimination diet where she cut off a lot of her sugars her processed foods ultra processed foods started having more of an animal based diet and uh she told me that she doesn't even remember the pain of rheumatoid arthritis she's not on any medications remember that but only her nutrition changed that another friend of mine suffering from psoriasis she changed into an animal based diet and she was doing really well her lesions uh, subsided but then because of some other issues uh, she was not able to follow it for a month and things flared back but yeah uh, she definitely plans to get back onto an animal based diet as soon as possible and i am 110% sure she would do really really well right uh, 
so i think i've blabbered enough about nutrition and i've been doing that uh, for a while now uh, it's something that's been eye opening for me for the past uh, in the past 2 years as a doctor i've mentioned before uh, we've been taught a lot of things which were not evidence based or those evidences were not uh, shown to us properly you know they they always had a mask upon themselves uh, when they were taught so there were a lot of times where i would prescribe medications for a lot of disorders and chronic diseases but now i know it's your nutrition that's only going to go down to your mitochondrial level it's the nutrients that you get is what either is going to heal you or break you so yeah i mean get back on track for you who are not on track uh exercise get your correct nutrition uh don't fall for propaganda uh do your own research i mean i mean even if you just google foods that cannot be digested you'll never see any animal based foods being mentioned in any of the lists i've been through at least 100 of them i was trying to look for all of them because i never had any digestive issues with animal foods but i know a lot of people who've had issues with uh vegetables and uh, their vegetarian diets so i mean do your own research you don't have to believe everything that i say uh but yeah i've got enough anecdotes from my own circles to actually prove what i've been talking about so uh i'll be seeing you guys i'll be talking about most stuff in the next one month flying to amsterdam for the international conference on emergency medicine next week uh we're going to give a couple of talks over there so yeah probably i'll do a synopsis of what happens at that conference uh in my next episode uh, till then uh, peace out